Welcome to the Exercising Depression podcast and YouTube channel. My name is Claire, your host, and this week we're having a conversation with my twin sister. self-harm, self-harm ideation, being hospitalised, depression, medication, suicide and suicide ideation. Amongst other things, like I said, we get quite deep, we get quite dark, we get quite personal. Um, So if these are conversations and topics that you might find triggering or ones you might struggle with, it might be best to give this one a bit of a miss. As you can see, it's quite a long conversation that we have. I haven't edited much out, and I didn't really want to edit much out. We had a really good conversation. I certainly got a lot out of it and enjoyed enjoyed it so much. Even when we did get a sort of a bit teary and a bit upset. Um, this is a really important conversation that we had, and one we've really been meaning to have for a really long time. So, yeah, this is probably more of a sort of raw and real conversation that we have um but i hope you enjoy it so yeah i am having a conversation today with my twin sister um i've been promising this uh episode for a really long time actually um and something just occurred to me um i'll let you introduce yourself first and then i'll tell you say the funny thing so do you want to introduce yourself yeah sure um i'm claire's twin sister uh been her twin sister my whole life um (laughs) I live in North Yorkshire with my family. I've got two kids and a husband. Um, and I work for a non-profit. Which is awesome. She's so awesome. Mm. Well, I've just something just occurred to me, actually. Whenever I'm listening back to my podcast, all I can hear is you. Like, that's what I sound like. So I think it's going to be quite hilarious that we're going to sound exactly the same. <laughs> I guess I don't spend a lot of time listening back to my own voice. No, like when I'm listening, when I'm listening back, I, all I can hear is is you coming out out of the headphones. It's really weird. <laughs> so, apologies in advance, everybody. It might be a bit confusing, but confusing. it might be quite hilarious, actually. Really good accents when I'm reading stories to the kids. Oh, okay. Well, you can just be a gruffalo. <laughs> gruffalo. <laughs> so, um. Like I said, I've been promising this for a really long time and I've had a few people actually sort of co- like email me and message me saying, you said you were going to have your twin on. Is that going to happen anytime soon? Like people are really champing at the bit for this one. I think it's maybe it's the twin thing. I don't know. But um, yeah, so finally, actually lockdown has kind of helped us arrange this, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, anyway. Mm. Yeah, so we... Me yeah well you've got the two kids and I've got hens <laughs> and a cat <laughs> I always mention that when I'm talking about my family I'm like oh you're my little sister you know has one kid and I've got two kids and my sister has chickens <laughs> I always say that like oh yeah my, my twin sister's got two kids my little sister's got got one I've got chickens <laughs> we both like you got chickens like yeah yeah six it's beautiful I love them <laughs> So me and my sister are having a beer and oh. we're going to talk about, well, me probably. Well, yeah, that's the whole point. 
I hope that doesn't come across as narcissistic, but it's kind of the point, isn't it, really? It is your podcast. It is true, yeah. But people don't know. They might think it's yours. <laughs> I could take over the day know. <laughs> You're not actually talking to me. You're just talking to yourself on a, on a yeah. day. Yeah. Oh, shh. Secrets. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll get into it, really. Um, I'm going to ask a couple of questions, but I imagine we'll probably just have a conversation. Yeah. So first of all, have you got any personal experiences or mental health issues that you're comfortable sharing with my listeners? Yeah, um, well, from as far back as I can remember, I've always dealt with um, social anxiety. I try not to say suffer with because it's not really something I suffer with. It's like a part of me. Yeah, it's kind of like self-stigmatising when you say you suffer with something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's all about language, you know, and if you say you Mm. suffer from something, I guess it's it has that instant negative connotation so I say like I deal with or I mm. have this in my life or you know it's yeah it's like a yeah it's kind of like you're um, giving people permission to feel sorry for you and I hate that <laughs> yeah it's just like no um so yeah I've always had you know dealt with social anxiety um you know I've always been more of a quiet person kind mm. of a passive kind of like, I like to go to parties, but I don't want to talk to everybody, you mm. know. Um, it's, it's definitely got better as I've got older. Like, I will now go on nights out where I probably don't know that many people, and I'll just go by myself, and I don't, it doesn't bother me anymore. Mm. It like, absolutely mortify me. Um, <laughs> but I think, um, am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Yes. Okay. Um <laughs> A good quote from one of my favourite folk artists. Um, she said something along the lines of, so something happened to me and uh, basically I turned 30 and I stopped giving a fuck about anything. <laughs> and it's basically, <laughs> basically true. As soon as you turn yeah. 30, so much you just don't care about. Like, <laughs> yeah, turned 30 and I just, so many fucks just fell away. So since then, my social anxiety hasn't really been much of a, a big thing for me um it's mainly manifests in when I do go out with my friends um just constantly thinking that they don't like me and that I should just leave and I'm not yeah, yeah I again. hear that I hear and that I was gone but like deep down I know it's not true but it, it never stops it does it you know I mean I mm-hmm. go to like a, um a kind of a regular gathering of people um, and every time I go, I always have such a great time, and it's it's really important for my well being that I go because these are my closest friends. But I'm always there, sat there going, "Oh my god, people! People just don't want me to be here. Like, I might as well just not be here. Why am I? Why am I here? Mm. Closest friends, it's like they love me, and yeah. they never like we have a WhatsApp group as well, and a lot of the times that we'll be chatting and I'll say something and then you know when you're it just happens randomly like there'll be a lull in the conversation and then people will just be going about their day and you're like oh my god I killed the conversation <laughs> people I might as well just not be what if they've got their own secret whatsapp group it's just the same but without me in it <gasps> I have that thought all the time it's so bad yeah yeah I should have like sort of mentioned I guess it'll come up maybe I don't know but the fact that we're twins I've spoken about you a number of times on my on my on my episodes, and people who've been listening to me a long time, will, well, I've heard all these things. But I guess some people might be interested that like to know that we're actually 
we're incredibly similar, but at the same time, polar opposites of one yeah. another. Yeah. I know, strange. And I absolutely love that. Like, I love the mixture of, like, we've got the same kind of humour. Yeah. We've got the same morals. Um, we've got the same, basically, outlooks on life, but at, at the same time, we're so different. Like, I'm, you said you're, you've got, like, so you um, deal with social anxiety and you're a lot more introverted. Whereas I'm the exact opposite of that. I'm quite extroverted. I'm quite personable. I'm quite social. I love being in crowds of people. I love talking to new people. And mm. um, I'm quite happy with the idea of going to a party and not knowing very many people. Because I'm like, oh, I can talk to lots that's of people. That's what I'm saying. I mean, since turning 30, that's the kind of thing that I will now do. Mm. Like, I have, um, you know, I have uh, certain groups of friends. And, you know, every now and again, we'll, I mean, it's cancelled now, but we had a big night out scheduled in Sheffield. Mm. Um, I it would have been this weekend. Oh, that's depressing. <laughs> anyway, um, I was just going to go by myself. You know, I was, I was going to meet a friend there who I don't really know that well. Like, I know her, but I don't know her that well. And I was just going to go with her and mm. dive in, you know. I mean, You've done that a couple of times. You go and you take yourself on self-dates, which I've always been, I've always loved that idea. I love a self date. It's the best thing. You live, you yeah, but you live like um, n- near quite a big city, whereas I kind of don't. It's a lot easier for me to do go out. Yeah. Like if I so wanted to go do something like that, I'd have to go to like like Manchester, which is great, and I can go to Manchester by myself. Or I can I do it most months. I go to work, um, but a night do a night thing going to Manchester would be a bit more problematic for me because I'd have to get the the train home and it's a couple of hours and and that yeah, kind of I mean, thing cycling you know and it's 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 a pretty safe place mm. you know there's two cinemas two theaters um yeah it's mm. the kind of place where there's I can go if I want to and mm. it, I'll just go once the kids are asleep or whatever and be back before midnight you know so that's, that's so cool <laughs> so jealous <laughs> it's what maintains my mental health like I was supposed to go uh, and see a podcast live um oh, really soon like next week I was um guilty feminist I was so so excited and obviously it's been cancelled now so I'm gutted mm. but yeah, that's what it is yeah um, but going back to the personalities and stuff I mean what I think we have is we have the same base personality mm. is in like the underlying kind of very basic things like our morals our outlook in life um sense of humor that kind of thing and everything else has just been built on top and it's different because of our different experiences that's true yeah like we grew up together obviously <laughs> that's what families do most of the time um so we grew up together but you moved out like when was it were you 19 20 19, no, 23 23 yeah sorry yeah yeah you're 23 because we had our 21st birthday down in that place <laughs> that we used to live um yeah would you remember we had a picnic by the canal sort of <laughs> sort of a picnic it was beer <laughs> then we went to the white lion no red lion went to the no which one which one was on the canal red lion red white lion. lion white, white lion. lion yeah <laughs> a lion that was a colour <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you moved out when you were about 23 yeah. and I and that's but then no, even even before then we were, we were we'd grown up 
and become a bit different. I mentioned uh, in my, my blog last week that, about music and stuff, and then when we were growing up, we were the girls, the twins, and we were never barely, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were barely ever seen as like two individuals. So when we got to about sort of 14, 15, 16, we tried so hard to sort of eke out our own identities, and that kind of sort of that was our path then that's what we where we went and what we did and who we became really um um yeah it's interesting it's really interesting because yeah I think you're right I might say like we're the, the base person where I we're identical or yeah, we're identical but base person we're identical and we've sort of grown into different people because of the yeah. experiences we've had um yeah. which is you know and what we've decided that is our interests and stuff hmm. I mean I mean that's just the social anxiety Stuff that I've kind of touched on. There are a couple of other things. Um, go ahead, go ahead, do do tell. Did I think I suffered with like mild postnatal depression after I had my first, my eldest. Mm. I just remember one night just being in bed and just crying and crying and crying and crying. Mm. It was very very small. Um, and I went to the doctors about it, and they didn't really do much about it because it wasn't severe. Like I just felt a bit down. Mm. I'm surprised by that. I thought they took like that really that kind of thing really seriously. I think I kind of downplayed it. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> but still, I didn't have any like really bad thoughts or anything. I just was feeling a bit sad and overwhelmed, and you know, unfortunately, um, that is just chalked up to baby blues, you know, because that is a real thing. When you have a baby, you do get very sad because your hormones are all over the place. Well, physically, yeah, and also <laughs> your whole life is completely changed. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's normal to feel quite down for a little while, but then yeah. it gets... Um, and I only really remember little bits of that, but I was incredibly lonely when I had when I had him because I didn't have any friends. Moved to where I am now. Like, you moved when you were pregnant, didn't you? Seven months pregnant. <laughs> From like hundreds and hundreds of miles away, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, um. But like I was kind of all right with that for a while. Mm. I did feel very lonely. Um, although once he was five or six months old, I managed to, to make quite a, quite a lot of friends, so that was all right. And since yeah. then, fine, you know. Yeah, that's nice. Didn't really have the same with with uh, my youngest because I'd been there before and life was too busy, you know. Yeah, you had a a small one, and then. An even smaller one. <laughs> yeah. And you'd yeah. already made your or you'd already made your friends then, hadn't you? Yeah, I'd already made my friends and I kind of knew what I was doing. Um and obviously you have down days and days full of frustration and days where you just don't want to do anymore. Um it's just so full on, you know. <laughs> like my youngest was, was an easy baby. Like he would just sit in his dancer for hours he was yeah god he was just like he was so chill for the longest time wasn't he <laughs> super chill yeah. <laughs> so some something I, I i often like just discuss with my husband and myself because <laughs> you know and uh you as well actually you and our, we've got a, a younger sister as well she's four years younger than us isn't she she's got a, a little boy um just turned two hasn't he yeah in march God, I can't believe that. That's crazy. <laughs> um, and about if, like, if ever I would have children, because um, my husband and I don't have children, and I am still 
even even now I'm no I'm in my early thirties. Are we technically still in our early thirties? We're thirty three, aren't we? Thirty three. Yeah. Early thirties is until you're like thirty seven, right? <laughs> you're in your early thirties and then you're in your thirties. So Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. Um so I, I don't have children. We don't have children. And I'm still pretty much on the fence with it really because one day I'll be like, eh, that'd be right. And other days I'm like, no, absolutely not, no way. Oh, not chat, not catch chance in hell. But my biggest worry with it is um, my mental health because I know that if I ever did want to get pregnant, um, I'd have to come off my meds. Not a yeah. good idea. Not a good yeah. idea. <laughs> you can't oh. be. No. And then which is no good because I'm not, I barely function when I'm not medicated. Mm. I mean, mm. I do, but I have a lot of things I have to deal with. Um, yeah, when you're pregnant, there's an awful lot of stress in your body as well. And also, <laughs> and then because I have certain personality disorder and I have depression and OCD and uh, generalised anxiety disorder, I have all these these things. It's just, it'll just all pile up and then like, I'd be obviously with my certain diagnoses that I have I'm more susceptible for to suffer with a postpartum psychosis which is scary yeah yeah, that's that's a nasty thing to to deal with and you have to like you have to go into like rehab center not a rehab center but like a center go into like a mother and baby unit I think that's it yeah and you have to be like like constantly monitored and I just know that it my bit like my I would probably be very susceptible to postpartum depression and postpartum psychosis and that scares the hell out of me the thought of that because and then there's like looking after the child I just don't know if I'd mentally be able to do it. I'm sure I would but then I'd also be afraid of passing on any mental health issues that I have on my child and that would like if I, if they got to like teenager and then they had they got diagnosed with BPD or something I'd feel so guilty so I can't believe I've inflicted that on somebody it'd be rough it'd be really really rough so I'm still undecided with the whole baby thing yeah I mean that kind of brings around a little bit and um, back to one of my, my other points was um that I was going to bring up was that I have suspected like it's not been formally diagnosed and I'm not sure how likely it will be because it's incredibly hard for adults and women be diagnosed as um ADHD or ADD ADD yeah ADD attention Mm. deficit disorder and I I am very certain that's what I have had always had Mm. Um, so many instances that I've looked back on my life and gone oh (laughs) same shit (laughs) my brain not wired yeah and I fear that you know I could pass something like that onto especially my eldest because he's you know very similar to us yeah well he's like a mini me isn't he <laughs> yeah yes he's you like, he's not even the little me the little you yeah you lucky thing anything to say but yeah, I know you very well I know him very well <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird like like you see picture I know when we were babies obviously we were well we are identical but when I see your eldest and pictures of me when I was younger it could be him it could be me he, it's so weird yeah it's so strange like not even me <laughs> it's clearly going to grow up to be absolutely gorgeous so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
absolutely beautiful kid. Oh, he's so beautiful. He's, oh, both your kids are just stunning. And all my nephews are just the, the yeah. most beautiful children I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty gorgeous. Mm. My youngest, he's just a cute little cherub. Yeah, it's his little... It's just his little gruff little voice. <laughs> like, like a little old mole. <laughs> a little bear. Yes, you just just um, trust me because I'd, I'd have the yoga. <laughs> I have the baby. Today they've got exactly the same size hands. Oh, that's adorable. Love that. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah so like just thinking about mental health and stuff with me. I've kind of I think I've always been I never suffered with anything suffered I've never really dealt with anything heavy long term like I've had a few downs and stuff you know and mm. relationships are broken down and you know you get dumped it's not very you've had a few rough times like that uh whereas I've had less of them I think yeah but I've always from what I've always just bounce back rather quickly um because I've just always managed to just power through because as I said I've never really said I've never really dealt with anything like heavy and significant and traumatic um not majorly traumatic anyway um I think I just kind of took on the mantle of just finding joy and happiness in really small things so just always being able to see the good part of a bad thing and just focusing mm. on that that's always something I've really admired in you is that you're one of the one of the very few people I know that genuinely get joy out of the smallest little things and it's so inspiring and it's just <laughs> lovely like you'll just you'll share a picture or something or you'll share a thought and to anyone else it could just be something so mundane but you'll find the the, the little bloom somewhere, the little mushroom, the, the starlight, the moonlight, you'll find something to make it beautiful. And I've always, always admired that in you. And I've been, I've always been in awe of you for that because you're just a your little fairy elf thing. And I'm not. <laughs> I do take a, lots of pictures of mushrooms. Um, I think it's because I consciously decided to just simplify my worldview. Like, not seen it in a simple way, but um yeah just kept it simple and like if I have a shit day I just know that you know oh I'll get to put my kids to bed tonight and I'll be I'll really enjoy that because I always do or we'll go for a walk and we'll see a really interesting mushroom you know and that'll just like I remember one time I was having a particularly not having a particularly bad day but it wasn't great and we went up to the allotment and we were watching me and my eldest were watching a spider just spidering about and then Robin came down right in front of us and grabbed it and ate it oh my gosh it just it just held me up the whole day oh that's amazing I love that yeah like, couldn't wait to go home and tell my husband and he was just like, <laughs> no but it was amazing <laughs> I'd be like go on Robin go on I don't like spiders I don't hate spiders I've never killed one thing about you know, life and nature and stuff. And I was just like, I couldn't believe that I'd seen that. I thought it was the best thing that happened to me all day. Breast neck of that robin, mate. <laughs> the big, fat, juicy spider as well. It's massive. 
Wow, circle of life, mate. And that's one moment when I was like, when I realised that I was like, oh yeah, I do find joy in small things. And I think it just keeps me happy most of the time, you know? Mm, I just try to be more like you. <laughs> it, you know, also makes my world quite small, but... It's a happy world, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I do want, you know, especially with my kids, I want them to, to, to grow up knowing that the world is a lot bigger and that they should get involved mm. They're quite responsible for, for the world around them. You do. Your your kids are just, I mean, all my nephews are wonderful. And I love them very, very much, of course. But your kids are just so curious about oh. everything. And I love it. Like, And they're just so, they love the simplest and loveliest things. Like, um, do you remember when your eldest, uh, we had a video chat with him a couple of weeks ago. And he was showing me all the maths that he did. Mm. And then he went, Auntie Claire, yes. Can I see your chickens? Do you say chickens or hens? Hens. Can I see your hens? And it's like, like he's just showing me all these maths. And then he's like, oh, Auntie Claire's got hens. And I was just like, I love that. And, I, and oh, I just, I, had, I loved doing that. I loved that that moment I had with him with the hens because I was like, do you know what they're called? And he's like, no. It's like that one's that one, that one, that one. And then when I said, oh, and that one's called Willow. He went, Auntie Claire, do you like Wind in the Willows? I said, yes, I do. It's like, is that one called Wind in the Willows? I went, it is now. <laughs> I think he was so made up. He was, oh, he was over the moon. It's like, I like that one. <laughs> I was like, oh, and that just gave me a lot of joy. Like, I get a lot of joy from. Your, your kids and all my nephews like I get so yeah. much joy out of all of them like you must send like you send pictures and videos every day and I, I look yeah. forward to them like every day I love them to bits <laughs> yeah I think yeah they've kind of inherited my view of taking but they are small they're small things of course they're going to take joy in small things <laughs> they are small things <laughs> big things are scary you know we saw a helicopter the other day and I was made up <laughs> so terrified because they thought it was going to land on them <laughs> you know yeah they mm. when um my youngest finds like the best dandelion it's like there's thousands here and he's found the best one <gasps> that is so precious that's just yeah. so pure and innocent i love it i mean he is too so you know yeah he also loves like little slimy things doesn't he does god give him a snail happiest kid on the planet and he's like, do you remember, no, what's it? who was it that brought me a bee? It was my eldest that brought me a bee once, isn't it? Do you remember? I do, yeah. Put a bee out. It was just crawling around. So I thought, oh, I'll put it outside. And he came back with it in his hand. There <laughs> <laughs> so was your heart not in your throat. <laughs> yeah, it was. I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> I know we're supposed to love all the small creatures and things, but please don't hold a bee. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good job it wasn't a wasp, Jesus. And dangerous, so he, he, he's got a healthy fear of wasps. So. Uh, wasps are horrible. Well, I got stung by one once when I was about to take him to football practice. And then that's all he talked about when we talk about wasps. So oh. that provided a good lesson for him there. That's a healthy lesson, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anything, anything else sort of on that on that subject um, before we get into me? <laughs> I don't think so. If it comes so, up, we'll, we'll chat about it. Yeah. 
Mm. So next question. Um, it's sort of a double-barreled question. This uh, first of all, like I just I'm interested to know if you've got any what your sort of earliest memories are of me and my mental health because obviously we're we are here to talk about me and my mental health. Um, and that sort of goes in hand in hand with what's it like to have a knockback for a sister. <laughs> Such a big question. And I'm, I'm allowed to say not bad because I am one, so I, I'm owning yeah. it. <laughs> um, I know. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I never really noticed anything when we lived where you are now. Mm-hmm. When we were both, basically. I don't think, I was trying to think earlier today, I don't think I've ever noticed anything. I say back then, I don't think I even knew much outside of being an angsty teenager slash goth slash mosher who was meant to be miserable. So I just sort of took it as, I look back at it and just think, I was an angsty teenager and that's why I thought I was. I think, you know, our understanding of such things just weren't really, wasn't mature and we weren't old mm. enough to kind of think about such big things I don't think we ever really had any experience with mental health awesome childhood so we did have a great childhood and I don't think I remember knowing if anyone in our family had like any mental health problems because if they did I don't think they were ever discussed with us not in a in a bad way just we probably probably wouldn't have listened anyway (laughs) yeah yeah I mean so I only really noticed when we moved you got complicated (laughs) (laughs) that's a very nice way of putting it (laughs) no I'm just trying to I'm trying to separate it because there was a time that I lived there with you Mm. and then I moved away and then I came back yeah and I don't I think how long was I don't remember how long I was there the first time well we lived there for three years yeah I think okay. you moved. I think you moved just after we turned about twenty-one. Okay. I think yeah, because our twenty-first yeah. birthday was that picnic with your boyfriend at the time. Oh yeah, not twenty-one. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I went to go live with him, and that was, and I was gone for nine months. Gosh, was it that long? Was it nine months? Yeah, it was nine months. Oh. Then I came back and I stayed for eight months. Yeah, must have been something like that. I think I came back in August. Because you didn't move back up north with us, did you? No, I moved to Leeds. London, wasn't it? Mm? London? No, Leeds first. And then London. Oh my god, I completely forgot about these. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> completely so, forgotten about that. I'm trying to separate the two times because I remember the first time I lived with with um down south. Um I didn't work, but I remember I was away a lot visiting my boyfriend. And then I lived in Stafford. And then I came home and I got a job and I was working all the time. Yeah. And I wasn't working, I was out. Yeah, I barely saw you. Didn't see a lot of you. No, I didn't see a lot of you, but then I, you also didn't see a lot of me because I think at, at least, it's hard to sort of really remember the timelines of it all because it really was, because it, it was only three years. 
that's not a really very long time but at the same time it's a really long time yeah. <laughs> um but I had my job that I like you know I worked at that bar that I absolutely loved and I think I worked there for like just under a year um yeah yeah I, I mean there's no point in me trying to separate the two times because I just don't remember I remember certain certain times mm. um I just always seem to remember, I think I always kind of knew that there was something wrong but I didn't know what mm. I went when we lived down there we weren't particularly close but it was just yeah, because you know, you know I was gonna say there wasn't there wasn't a lot of closeness between us, which is strange because we've always been close. Yeah, I think it was because we had our, we both had our de- different things going on, because we barely saw one another, and because you yeah. were there, you you didn't really live there. I mean, I lived there the whole time. I was there three years. I you you were very closed off. I didn't really leave my room very much. <laughs> I was going to say you spent a lot of time in your room. Mm. And didn't feel. I remember there was a lot of sadness and anger around you. Mm. Like, we had our really good days where we'd go out and go to the we used to, We used to go to London, didn't we? Remember? Yeah. And we'd go out in the nearest town as well. Yeah. Were, it didn't happen very often. Mm, but it very rarely happened that... During the day, we wouldn't really hang out. You would just be in your room. Yeah, I mean, you had... Same with our younger sister. Like you two both had very much a, diff- uh, a life down there. Yeah. You had, you had your own friends. You had your, your other things, and I didn't really have that. I had my friends when I worked in that bar. Yeah, yeah. But once that once that job went, I didn't have my friends anymore. Mm. Um, obviously, and obviously, I was living away from my boyfriend now husband he was at university and I'd try and see him as often as I could but I didn't really get to see him that much well yeah, I would. Thought that, that's where a lot of that came from like a, a lot of your like sadness and negativity like the negative energy that kind of surrounded you all the time is because you missed him um, yeah. no, I, until like a certain incident I didn't know that you were suffering. I just thought you were a bit sad. <laughs> mm. Like you've always had some kind of anger around you. Mm. I guess that was <laughs> along the lines of you just not, not not knowing what's going on in your own brain. Yeah, I just reflecting anger around the world out of frustration. I don't know. I'm just yeah. Well, I I I look back now. Obviously, hindsight is a wonderful thing. Um, but I was, uh, I I always believed I always had sort of had some certain proclivity of <laughs> for mental illness, mm. um, and I think I know for a fact that at that time, those three years, being so separated from, you know, twenty years of French friendship with people mm. that we knew, a job that wasn't the best job but we enjoyed it didn't we 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 loved mm. working there and social social life family everywhere yeah I mean it's where we grew up I mean that was yeah. our base so we went from there and obviously I'd just 
I basically just started this relationship with, with, with my husband's boyfriend. We'd been together, I think it must have been just over a year when we moved. So I went through from this positive, great, amazing place down to somewhere where I was completely cut off from almost everybody. Um, it was a pretty isolated place as well. God, it was just the arse end of nowhere, wasn't it? <laughs> you didn't drive, you buggered. Yeah, it wasn't even a pub in the village we lived in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. takeaway. Oh, the takeaway, yeah, God. Um, so I went from down to, just to go live down there. And I think I definitely had undiagnosed mental health problems like depression, oh, yeah. BPD and OCD. Yeah. And that's what I was dealing with. I was dealing with these things that I had no idea what they were. I look back now, now that I know so much about BPD, I look back at my behaviour, the way I was thinking, the things I did classic bpd classic you know yeah. um i guess yeah. also i mean i always just figured you, you hadn't adjusted well and i get it because we we're in the butt end of nowhere and you didn't have any friends like at that certain time and if you didn't have a job like you didn't really have anything there it was a really boring place to live mm. and i don't know i just I had my own things on my mind, especially once, you know, that relationship had broken down and I was in a crappy place as well. But mm. that was transient, like that that went away. I just I don't know, I just always thought you hadn't you just hadn't adjusted well. It wasn't a good place for you to be. I don't know, I just I, I do think back to those times now and then and mm. think that it wasn't the right place for you, that like you shouldn't have been there yeah looking back I, I you know I remember there's some great times I had there but they're very few yeah. very very few I can count them on one hand probably yeah. um the, the the amount of times I always I actually enjoyed myself when I was down there uh, my, my best memories are when we used to go to London we used to go to Camden and just yeah just get like wrecked <laughs> it was always so much fun I used to love it do you remember we met that chap with the people early? Jeff. Jeff. You're still friends with him on Facebook? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. Every time it comes upon my Facebook memories, I always tag him in it like, dude, you're in there. Yeah. <laughs> I must have been, what, like 11 years ago? Oh, I know, God. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, think, I think back to like that time when I lived down there. If I was the person I am now, and I lived down there, I'd have had a much better time. I'd have loads of friends. I'd have... I mean, even I was miserable down there, and I had a life, in a way. Well, you went through some crap, didn't you? Yeah, but even when I was, you know, earning, working somewhere that I loved and had some friends that I kind of liked, I was still kind of a bit bummed to be there. It wasn't the best place, was it? <laughs> it wasn't. Like, we'd just come from the place where we'd spent our whole life, our first 20-odd years of life, mm. to, to nowhere. <laughs> you know? Literally nowhere. <laughs> yes. Southerners. Bloody Southerners. <laughs> I mean, it's a beautiful part of the country, but I don't I don't really want to go back, and I definitely don't ever want to live there. Anywhere like that ever again. But um, I also remember feeling 
tremendous amount of guilt like just seeing like you could see you were miserable like you just knew you were just having a shitty time and like there was nothing I could do to help because I wasn't emotionally mature enough to know what was going on or yeah I mean you can't you can't like you can't feel like like take that upon yourself because I didn't no well that's good because I, I, didn't. I didn't even know what, what was going on with me, so I didn't know how to deal with it. Yeah, I'm your twin sister. I should be there for you all the time, no matter what. And there were some days I just was like, I don't even know what to say to her. Like, mm. she's clearly miserable. There's nothing I can do to make it better because she misses her boyfriend. She, I think this is the time where you didn't have a job. Mm. She just sits in her room all day and don't know how to fix it, you know. Mm. And then even after that, when I went, like, not being there, you know. And, I mean, it's that kind of thing, that not being there is kind of always, always carried on, especially recently. Not, like, super recently, but, you know, I've always, I've always been away, you know. I went to Stafford. And then I was back, but I was working, and I had my own friends, and I was doing my own thing. And then I went to live in Leeds, and then I lived in London, mm. and now I live in Yorkshire. And I've not lived with you for such a long time. We haven't lived together since we were, like, 21. And that's 21. over, that's, like, 11 years ago. <laughs> and I've always Which... felt that, that guilt because I'm just disconnected from you. That's I hope weird. you don't feel that now, though. Like, I hope you don't feel... I do sometimes. Well, I think these past day, and I just had no idea. Yeah, but at the same time, like I think now, especially in the last five years, even though we live a couple hundred miles apart. No, wait, how far away are you? No idea. Um, She's in Yorkshire, and I'm in Lancashire, so let's just leave it at that. (laughs) Um, I haven't felt like. I think we're the closest we've ever been. Ever. Oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So even if I do have a bad day and I don't tell you about it, it don't matter. Like because I've not told you about it because I I haven't told you about it. But yeah, no, I know I, I can mean. mention it and I will and I often do. And but sometimes you just know though. Like sometimes you know when I'm not doing so well. Twin thing. If you were having a bad day, I know for a fact that if you told me in the magical way that I do, I can just make you feel a little bit better by just sending you a picture of my kids or giving you a ring or telling you a Absolutely. funny story. Or Absolutely, something. 100%, yeah. So I'm just like, oh, why didn't you just tell me? And I could just send her a video on Instagram of a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, actually, you know, most of the time you do that anyway. And that always makes you feel better. <laughs> Like, I can be having a bad day, and I'm sat there on my phone, and suddenly I'll get an Instagram message from you, and it's a cat singing or stuck stuck somewhere, and I'm immediately like, lol. <laughs> I hope you notice that I send you several at once. I love it. It's brilliant. It's like, I get to, like, watch them all at once. I do. I could spend, I could spend hours looking through Instagram, finding funny cat videos to send I just, you. I sit there with my phone, just silently crying, <laughs> Because you just know me so well, you know exactly what will make me laugh. 
Yeah, because it's the same thing that would make me laugh. What's the last one I remember was the one that cat trying to get through that gate. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the song and the music that went with it. <laughs> so good. I oh, know, wait, the, the last song. I turn my Wi Fi off on my phone because I just get distracted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then, you know, um, saying like sort of the past five years, we've been closer. Than we've ever been, I think. Same with our younger sister. Like I've never felt closer to her than I than yeah. now. But it coincides, so you shouldn't like feel any anyway bad because it coincides with me learning to be more open and honest about my mental health. And it's, it took me a really long time to not only be able to recognize when I'm not great. I mean, it helps that I've got a diagnosis now because I know what to look out for, you know. Yeah. Um, but it took me even longer to sort of be able to be open. It's when I when I was at university and I had that, that breakdown, I suddenly just thought, you know what, I can't keep doing this by myself. It's yeah. too hard. I'm miserable and my family are brilliant. So that's when I decided to... Yeah, I definitely um, noticed the change around that time as well. Mm. You seemed to have a lot more bad times, but that was because you were being open about it. Yeah, I wasn't having, wasn't having any more more bad times. <laughs> just was so. No, you, were, you were just being honest about it. So yeah, yeah, and that's been a huge thing for me. Like, I know that I, I struggle with many things, but I never ever ever feel alone, which is no. And I, and I get that. I mean, you're always reachable. Like mm. if I need. Yeah, and even like opening up with like you know a couple of years ago, when was it? It must have been about three years ago. No, two years ago, when I started being properly open with with mum, mm. because she <laughs> is completely by accident. <laughs> uh, I haven't. I don't think I've just discussed this on the episode on my podcast just yet, but I will. I, there's there's an episode in the works for it. But you know when I got my branding done, yeah, it was to cover. Um, self-harm scars and I put an Instagram post up on it on my stories and I didn't realize that mum knew how to do stories <laughs> so I, I just had it out and open and it said about um, I never actually said self-harm I said punish myself or something anyway mm. and she, me and mum see each other well apart from at the moment obviously not in lockdown but in normal everyday times <laughs> in the time before um, <laughs> pre-rona Mum and I would see each other every day, like mm. pretty much. Um, and she picked me up to go to the gym once after that post, and she just looked troubled. You know that look that Mum gets when mm. she's slightly annoyed but kind of upset. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, "Are you okay, Mum? Oh, you're right, Mum." She was, "Yeah, yeah." I went, "Me sure." I didn't know. She said, "I didn't know that you did that to yourself." And I was like, and then I was thinking, "Fuck." I mean, I mean, I was thinking, shit. <laughs> oh, wait, no, you swore before, that's fine. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, fuck, um, shit. <laughs> and I just said to her, I was like, I thought you knew that I have emotional problems. And she was like, yes, I know you do, but I didn't know you did that to yourself. And I said, well, sorry. You usually kind of prepare yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, no, help. <laughs> so I just, I just oh, spoke. <laughs> it's just tuck and roll 
yeet the hell out of there. <laughs> don't really, the car's moving, I don't care. Um, and then so I just had an open a discussion about it and said, hey, well, yeah, I have had that in the past. Uh, you know, I have struggled with my mental health. And I said, I'm, I'm not in any way like that anymore. I don't think she believed me. Um, but since then, I am much more open with mum. Yeah. And by proxy dad, because I know that dad doesn't do feelings <laughs> in that way, does he? I'm sure mum talks to him about stuff. Well, that's, I mean, like through mum, he does. So he says and does things and says to pass them on kind of thing. So I know he cares, but we're just in his own way because wow. he's he's quite, I don't know how to describe dad, really. He's just a bloke, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I think he's a lot more... Well, he's ex-military, isn't he? So that should say everything, really. Yeah, he's a lot Stoic. more... Stoic. Like, male in terms of feelings and womanly yeah. business. <laughs> he, he will. He has said things to me and, done, and you know, sent me messages. And you know that he's there for you, but he yeah. wouldn't say... But he, knows he, that. he has said... He has said and, and gave sent me messages like that in the past, in the past couple of years. And I know that, I know it's really hard for him to do stuff like that. So that's why I might appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ever since sort of then, especially with being able to be more open with mum, because it killed me that I, she, there was this whole side of me that she didn't know about. Mm. And it's just amazing now that I've got this other person that I have in my, like, you know, I'll say to mum, I'm, I'm having a bad day. She's like, just send me a picture of Max or something. You know? <laughs> I think um, it's probably a lot better for her as well because she's not just wondering what's going on and wondering if you're okay because of, she knows that yeah. you're okay and yeah. there's nothing that you're going to hide from her. So that's going to create some peace for her. Mm. Yeah. You know, that's going to make her really happy. Just I think that, Yeah. And that's really made me feel a lot closer to mum as well. Yeah. I know that I have that kind of relationship with her now because you know my last episode where I cried <laughs> um obviously mum doesn't listen to my podcast I was gonna ask actually does she know what a podcast she's she listened to one podcast because I made her listen to it once but um one episode of a podcast she doesn't know how to do podcasts and I'm kind of slightly grateful for that um mm. but even though she didn't know about that podcast she messaged me no, it was it was after we'd been the family pub and me and mum stayed for another hour because of dirty stuff outs. Um and she said, Are you alright? I'm like, Yeah, fine. She's like, You know that it's okay if you're not and I just said, Well Yeah, I've been struggling. I've been that and had a bit of cry. She's like, It's okay to have a cry. And it's like she just knew that like she just mm. knew that I wasn't quite right. I think since you've opened up she's probably got a lot more in tune with you mm, oh certainly yeah definitely yeah like I can tell over whatsapp if you're not having a good day you know <laughs> it's like you're right yeah like that's the thing I since being so open with everybody I don't I can't have any secrets but as annoyed as my BPD brain gets about that the bit that isn't 
the little bit that I sit that big that's a normal person is so relieved <laughs> it's just like I have such a great support network around me it's amazing <laughs> yeah you do I mean we're all there for you you know and I, that's the biggest most amazing thing I've ever like I am not a happy person I just I have my demons and I have my issues but um I haven't I've never had so much support Mm. for my family and things and it, that is amazing to me like it's incredible like amazing and it, that's why well this lockdown has been so hard because even though <laughs> I've spoken to our younger sister more than I ever have <laughs> during this lockdown <laughs> I don't I don't get to see mum and I, that really kills me sometimes uh, even like yesterday was Wednesday usually on a Wednesday once a month on a Wednesday me and mum go to the Kingfisher and have a bottle of wine <laughs> Um, so we had a glass of wine over WhatsApp chat yesterday, and it was so nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's been good for us as well, knowing that we are your support blanket, and that yeah. we've got you back in a way because you were hiding so much of yourself so long. You weren't all there. Mm. You could just yeah. kind of tell, you know, there was a, a blanket of something over the family. And I'm thinking back specifically to the times when we were down south and everybody was <laughs> a bit miserable. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> I think we've just kind of grown as a family in a way. You know, we've grown closer. We've grown more open with each other. Um, you know, I'm still learning how to be quite open about my struggles. And Yeah, yeah, but... It's nice you've got that sort of comfortable, safe family to be able to explore that and to, yeah. you know, there's no danger. I mean, we're very lucky that we've got such a close and loving family. I think the kind of not wanting to worry mum thing has gone away. You know? Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't care about that so much anymore. Obviously, I care, but um, I'm not as afraid of that because I know that not knowing would make her worry more because <laughs> she'd know yeah. she's very perceptive as our mother <laughs> she's very resilient she's so she is like one of the strongest people yeah. i've ever met i know she's just she's nails she's know? nails she is nails oh yeah i wouldn't get in a fight with her <laughs> <laughs> mm. yeah i meant emotionally and spiritually she's she's pretty tough that also yeah <laughs> We just had to have our own stuff to deal with, you know. Yeah. Just come out fighting, you know. She's come out strong. Yeah, and like you know, like you said before, I think she gets a lot out of us being so open with her about our own struggles because, you know, you are you do get to that point where you're less the child, more the friend. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you're not as worried about like, oh, I don't want to tell my mum because she'll worry, and that's just like, well, I'm going to tell my mum, and she will worry, but she'll she'll much prefer to know yeah it's nice having someone there to to talk to and dad as well I know that we said that dad's a bit more he's not emotionally cut off that's not what I mean he's just not as in tune as we are (laughs) but he is in the same in the same way because he mum mum will say things to me that you know her and dad have been chatting and dad's got quite he's uh dad has is quite emotionally intelligent Mm. just uh 
think that he uses mum as his sound as as his platform and that's in itself touching because I don't know many people that would do like many men not to generalize but I don't know many men that would, that would be comfortable doing that you know so um what about now like I know we've sort of discussed about like what it's like having <laughs> a not bag for a sister back then but I know we've touched we have spoke about it a bit but I mean we've not really gone too heavy um you're heavy if you want <laughs> or we could do it another time touch on some heaviness um yeah. like I do worry about you every day you know and I've only got the bravery to say this because of when you were talking to your husband and he said it <laughs> just outright and I was like ooh alright <laughs> what would you say I do fear that one day you would do something to yourself you know and I you know what I mean it's something that is always in the back of my head because it's something I do struggle with every day yeah I know I know it's something that's 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 around you mm. um, listening to your podcast you know it is something that is on your mind a lot and that is one of my biggest fears is you taking that one step too far Mm. and um, you know in a strange kind of selfish kind of way I do hope that it's the boys that would ever stop you from doing something like that well I, I say that you know like this is something I'm always dealing with it's always in my head mm. um it's just it's really strange it's just it's just always there you know mm. Mm. but it, even when I've been at my absolute lowest like when I've been hospitalized because of mm. self-harm you know because that's happened three times mm. and even even when I've been hospitalized and I have done myself some damage I stopped just before ever really doing anything permanent <laughs> yeah. because I had you mum sister husband obviously but you and the boys but always the thing in my head that stopped me doing anything worse and that's one tiny comfort that I have and the one thing that I really hope would ever stop you as it seasonally has mm. that especially at this point in our lives you know at the age that they are they wouldn't remember you little ones certainly wouldn't would they no uh, and I'd like to hope that that's in your heart yeah it is it always in, always is like the, older, just yeah. them being more and more in your life it's something mm. that would you hear and that is 
they are the boys are always always firmly in my heart especially when I'm having really really bad days um but I have to admit the one the one person is always I'm always saying to myself always thinking to myself I couldn't do that to them it's you because if that was the other way around it would it would actually kill me yeah if that happened like I wouldn't survive that no I mean neither would I (laughs) yeah that's the whole twin thing that's that bond like you've always been there it's you're as much a part of me as I am you know you're like an extra arm like you're not you're not so simple as my sibling you're Mm. me yeah and when you have kids um it is like your heart is running around outside your body and Mm. when you don't that sounds so obscure it's such a weird turn of phrase but when you have children that's I can imagine exactly are. And well, I, I do you are lumped in with them mm. you are also my heart running around outside the body yeah well like, like yeah like this is the same love that I have for you wow that's intense but it's not because they no I mean me. I meant that in a good way like I didn't mean that in like a whoa back but, off yeah, <laughs> They are me, and you are me. Yeah. So you're the same. I mean, there's obviously different. Yeah, but um, we're. That, but... I have to like, like the thought that identical twins are like one soul split in two. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And as much as like you know when I when I have been I mean I haven't been in that that darker place for. Three years? No. Almost three years. No. Three-ish years. <laughs> um, obviously, one the one person that I always, always think about is my husband, obviously, because he's we are partners and he's the love of my life and I would hate to ever inflict any sort of pain on him that would be that, that traumatic. But it's just not quite the same. It's mm. different. Mm. And there's, there's, the thing is that I always say to people, and I, when I say, I mean, husband, and I'll say it to you now, actually, which I, I think might you might get comfort out of, is that at my lowest of the low, and even every day, because obviously it's in my head all the time. When I have bad days, I often think, I, I have just have this constant thought goes in my head saying I don't want to be here 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 but through medication a bit therapy having the support system that I have even when I'm at the lowest now I don't want to kill myself I want to kill the part of me that wants to die if does that make sense yeah. It's like, yeah. I don't want to cease existing. I want that part of me to cease existing. Yeah. Yeah. I can get that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Yeah. and that's as, that's as bad as, that's as bad as they, yeah. Definitely. And that's as bad as those feelings get now. That's as bad as they get. They don't get any 
darker than that. Um, I don't know if that's a comfort or not. <laughs> it is actually that's that's quite comforting. Oh, good. <laughs> really know how far your deep, how far your feelings, like oh, how deep your brain, because as you said, that 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 thought is always there, but how deep does it go? You know, mm. how far does it reach? It's it's not in my heart anymore. It's only ever in my head. Mm. And that's a huge difference because it always, I used to carry it around in my heart all the time. Like, yeah. I would just will it to stop beating, you know? <laughs> but it's just, it's in my head now. Sometimes it's it's audible. Sometimes I, I hear it. But mm. I can't ever see myself get, getting that low again that I would actually do anything. Mm. I mean, I can't promise. I don't know for a fact. But I just, no, I can't... I think that's probably why the fear is always there for me, that one day it might, because it's not gone away. Mm. Yeah. I don't know, and I don't think about it all the time, I just... Just yeah, there. Just, <laughs> yeah, it's just always there. <laughs> just always there. Yeah. Mm. It's... it's... It's, it's really hard to sort of articulate, really, that I think I've done, I think I've said what I, what, what I mean to say, and I think you've got out of it what I hoped you would. Yeah, I mean, you're very good at communicating to me. Well, I just need to... There's a lot of things that you don't need to say, and I know. Yeah, and that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know, sometimes I struggle, and I get frustrated when I'm trying to talk to a husband. I'm trying to explain what's going on in my head and I get so frustrated but I try I mean I get really mad but I just gotta think I can't get so mad at him because he lives outside of my body he doesn't know what's going on here you kind of yeah. have a little bit more of an insight a bit yeah if you say stuff to me I will know what you mean yeah <laughs> yeah and, yeah, I guess what you mean. yeah and I said to you like the other day you're you're my my most treasured ally in everything uh, and I know that if our youngest sister listens to this I don't know if she does listen to our podcast I don't think she's got enough time to <laughs> um but she's obviously very much in that relationship too oh, but absolutely. um and especially like you know the past few years we've got really close with her haven't we yeah. but um you will always be my anchor to this world It's really nice to say that out loud, you know. <laughs> well, I have to hear it in a way. Because it's the kind of thing you always know. But if you have a twin sister. <laughs> and it's Everyone should have a twin. My feelings of who was keeping you here wasn't so far off. Yeah. I mean, you would anyway. But now that you, I have the boys as well, second added layer, you know. Yeah. I would hate to not be able to see those boys grow up. Yeah. That would be horrible. I mean, obviously, um, you know, I'm a Christian, yeah. so I would, because I'd be all in heaven, like, you know, drinking loads of champagne and going, ah, I can see you. But <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> no. It's not them coming to stay with you for a week because they've just had enough of our shit. Yeah. 
Sure. Are you, are you sh- shipping them off to my house for a week so they can learn some goddamn respect <laughs> by working on the land? <laughs> Go and cut those chickens. <laughs> chickens get knocked out, I don't know. They do, every day. Oh, gross. God, I don't have chickens. <laughs> There's shit everywhere. <laughs> now, you know, the like, weirdest thing is, like, their poos are, like, the size of what your kids do. They're huge. Oh, gross. They're massive. Just like fist. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> and they just do it everywhere. Every day, all day. Just poo everywhere. Can you not potty train them? You can get a lot of nappies for them, but they get like nappy rash. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> a nappy on a chicken. What? That's insane. I know. It's like having six toddlers all the time, forever. <laughs> <laughs> Heck of a living shit out of each other. Oh, yeah. With quarantine prudence. She's in hen jail. (laughs) I don't see the flock. (laughs) So, after all that heaviness. Yeah. Because I did want to go there. I'd written it it down. Because that's the one thing I always want to talk about if you've ever did invite me on your podcast. And you were going to, because I'd been offended otherwise. It was one of the first things I asked you when I started my podcast. <laughs> You'll be a guest, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I'm really proud of you for the power you've taken from your mental illness. Like, you've taken, rather than it, because it's taken from you for so many years, it's just taken and taken and taken. And it's, it's good of you to turn it around and take from it instead. And I don't know... Like you're using it as a platform, and you you're like taking charge a bit. I mean, it's still you know from the sounds of it, it still kind of rules you. Nice. But you kind of incorporated it into yourself rather than that being something that you hit your head against. It's something that you know. I mean, that's the thing about your enemies that you should know them as well as well as you can. I always describe my mental illnesses as it's the better the devil you know. Exactly. And knowing is gives you so many tools. Like Does. Thank you for saying that though. That that is actually oh, I'm not t- finished. Oh sorry, I'll save all my tears. Just hang on, let me suck them back up. <laughs> I'm saying I'm proud of the power that you've taken from it. Because knowing it and tackling it head on does take power away from it, I think. I think I've no idea. Uh, I'm proud of your openness about it. Like we discussed this, like the way our opening on this film has just turned everything on its head. Like in terms of our family dynamic and the way that we relate to each other and the way we can speak to each other, and that you're using it to help others as well. It's pretty amazing because that's what we should do in life: is help others. I mean, that's just and they're brainer and that you've got this thing that you can use to help other people like like I often say if one of my friends had a baby or something I've got the tools to help them because I know how shit it can be especially when they in those early days it's super crap the first two weeks are the worst and it's awful and no one tells you Mm. and I because I've now got these tools I've done it twice 
I'm like, I can help you. Yeah. Like, I'm here and I can help you. And you're doing that. Like, my brain shit and your brain shit. But I've kind of got the reins a little bit and I can help you. Mm. Like, you know, it's. And that you've created a plat- some platforms which will help people because people need shit, you know. And like, from just how shit, you know, your life was. Like, you've just built on it. You've just, you know, you've got this amazing job that you love that was, like, made for you. And, like, you know, the world's most enviable relationship. And you've got this amazing house with 1,700 chickens. And, you know, just... <laughs> like, you've built this life for yourself, which is just... It's what you deserve, in a way. You know, everything's going well for you. And you've done that. Like, despite all this shit that you've got barraging you every day, and you're like, no, fuck you. Like, I've got a great life that I've built for myself, you know. And, like, you're shit hot at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cheers, mate. <laughs> you know, um, you get to fucking boot camp. I mean, I would not go to boot camp. I mean, that took me a really long time. So the first time I did it, I was like, I hate this, I hate this. I'm going home and never coming back. <laughs> yeah, but you continued with it. And mm. then, like, recognise that as one thing that's really helping you. And, yeah. like, you've got this amazing house and <laughs> love that you fucking love and that you're really good at. And, you know, your husband, who's, like, just the right, exactly right person who should be with you. Yeah. You know, so was it just yeah. described it the other day? <laughs> I'm, like, herding cats, but he just so happens he knows how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> masters in herding cats just randomly you know, <laughs> you know yeah. when you two got together you didn't know that you know the storm that was coming and he's just built for it you know yeah man I mean we've been through some rough times but... yeah exactly I mean that's you know I know some of the rough times that you've been through and like he's just been this constant and he's there and that's what you need. You need that constant. I tried getting rid of him a couple of times, you know, and he just won't go. <laughs> um, um, yeah, you know, I'm happy for you. Thank you. No, thank you for saying that. that that's. Like, I know all these those things. Like, I know that you're proud of me and you love me and stuff, but <clears throat> thank you saying that because like I know that like I use this my this is a platform and it's I think it's I know it's because I struggled so much when I was younger that it makes me so passionate about Mm. making it okay to talk about mental health yeah because I could have used that years ago you know exactly you know Mm. you're being the person and the platform that you needed mm. and that's my whole deal that's my whole thing like if I just help one person and I get I get emails from people every day like who listen to my podcast and, and stuff and it, it means a lot to me that you said that because it it means a lot to me that you can tell what it is that I want to do mm. so thank you that Made me go a bit wobbly. 
I think you're also like me uh, in a way that going back to that base personality thing is that helping people is just in your blood. Yeah. You know, and then I think maybe it's a Libra thing. I don't know. But you're just probably anything <laughs> for somebody that needed you. Mm. And if you can facilitate it, you will do it. Mm, absolutely. You know? Even if it's just something really silly, you know. Turning cat beams. <laughs> you know, or I cycled to my friend's house the other day because she was sad that she couldn't go to Little and get Haribo like she used to. Oh, Haribo. Oh, you're such a sweetheart. <laughs> I use it as an excuse to um, go for my nightly cycle. So, oh, I'll just mm. get that instead. Yeah, and then when you know that I'm having a bad day, you just send me about 20 videos of the boys, and that's just, even if you have not said I've had a bad day, you just know you'll send like 20 videos of them, and it's just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so if you send a box of crisps to your pregnant sister because she wants snacks. <laughs> I've seen the 80s. <laughs> no, you love twins. <laughs> <laughs> I can't eat once a month now, though. Too many. Enough. I ruined it. One massive box. <laughs> oh. Anyway. And because obviously my eldest was not even two, you know. And he would have eaten them all. That's what they do with it, that gannets. <laughs> Alive. Yeah. Mm. Well, this has been amazing. Yeah, it's been pretty awesome, actually. It's, we've not really ever had a chance, especially recently in the last five five years, been able to sit down and have a chat. No, and I think I think this is this yeah. is the excuse that we kind of both wanted and needed, wasn't it? Absolutely. Mm. So, my last question is: um, How are you? And do you have any parting words? <laughs> um, I'm okay. I'm okay. You know, life isn't ideal at the moment. It's not perfect, but I don't think it's perfect for anybody right now. Lockdown sucks. <laughs> like, I'm so jealous of all the people like you who don't have children. <laughs> I've never felt more blessed. <laughs> it's like, tell me about the naps you take. <laughs> no. No, I mean, I've got two kids under five and then nursery's closed no and my husband's working from home and you you've not been able to go into work have you either i want to go into work and i really love my job i miss it <laughs> um like yeah the kids are driving over the wall which is understandable like I, you know i'm with them all the time i love my kids but i don't want to spend all my time with them <laughs> um yeah my job I miss my job and I'm not sure I mean because it's a small very small non-profit I don't know whether we're going to be operational by the end of this oh god whether this storm because mm. you know, it's a lot of funding you know um and just the world's on fire you know just a bit. <laughs> you know, 
you know, I have hope for the yeah. world being better after this. But yeah, and um, I'm just at home all the time with the kids, you know. And when I had my job, I'd still have my job. Um, I want furlough, but you're not going into your job there. Back to being mum, rather than like I enjoyed being a working mum. Mm. And I'm very privileged, I've got to say, I'm extremely privileged that I get to stay at home with my children and be paid. Of course, yeah, absolutely. And we we could afford it. <clears throat> you know, we've still got husband's wage and, and my wage. And that we have a garden and that we can go to the shops and get mm. food. You know, I'm extremely privileged. I'm not complaining. Well, just because you, you have those things, like, it doesn't mean you're not allowed to struggle. Yeah, I think I'm just struggling with the, the monotony. It's not monotonous, but it's the same shit every day. I don't same know. every day, yeah. You know, I'm very, I am lucky that I'm able to, to escape with an hour or two every weekend. Mm. Today, I mean, do- you, you deliver food to vulnerable people, don't you? Which is amazing. Yeah, yeah I volunteer for it's only a couple of hours a weekend. It's, it's not. A it's, it's incredible, though. It's like that's what the world needs people like you. Like I can't do stuff like that because I live with someone who is immune compromised, so I can't go out and do stuff like that as much as I want to. I mean, it's another way of using my privilege. I mean, from what I've said to people, is that it's basically my duty to do it. You know, I have the means and I have some time. Mm. I should be doing it. Mm. Yeah, but there's a lot of people like that who can't, won't, don't want to. The fact that yeah, the fact that you're you're doing it is just I I just admire you so much for it, and I wish I could do something a bit more like that. But like I said, I, I can't yeah. unfortunately. I know, and that's fine. You know, mm. if it doesn't want to, I mean, that's also fine. Mm. Yeah. Um, but that's one thing that I've managed to carve out for myself that I can do myself out of the house basically. that's good though there is oh no it's are you not doing it for your, your yourself but it's nice that you get to use that to just get a little bit of you time yeah. connect with the people even though it's from two meters away and behind a mask you know? yeah um, mm. so yeah i'm doing all right i'm doing okay i just would like all this shit to be over now please <laughs> well I've really enjoyed this yeah me too awesome. as deep and scary as we got but I'm, gl- I'm really glad that we, we, we said those things and I'm glad that we got to talk about these things yeah it was going to go that way I'd already planned it yeah I see <laughs> yeah. No, that was, I'm glad I was, I was finally able to come on to your podcast because I've been itching to come on for ages so. I've wanted to have you on since I started it and it, I started it It'll be a year next month. Oh, really? Wow. A year, a year in June, yeah. Wow. Isn't that insane? Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, we've done it. And I'll probably do another one. That's okay. Is your new episode out tomorrow? It is. Yeah. It's a bit of a boring one, I'm afraid. But... <laughs> it's, a boring. it's like sometimes, um, do you remember when I said something along the lines of, I think it was when uh, you were on JP's podcast for the first time? Mm. Was it? Anyway, um, I was just put on my headphones. 
um, when I was taking one of the boys out for a walk. And it was like I was just having a chat with you, but like not with you. But like you were just there in my ears, which was really nice. It's like you're here. I like that. I like that very much. One reason I really love listening to your podcast is that I just have little you in my ear talking to me. (laughs) Oh, I really like that. Thank you. That's nice. Oh well, I think we should probably end that there. But thank you so much for doing this. I I can't thank you enough for doing this. It's been amazing, and I think pleasure. Yeah. It's amazing. Thank you. Right, do you want to say bye-bye to everybody? Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. And I really hope you can distinguish between our voices. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just me talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I promise it isn't. Yeah, so yeah. thank you again. That's fine. I'll see you tomorrow. <gasps> Family pub. Yes. Highlight in the week. Thank <laughs> you.